and welcome to the first episode of the On Our Way podcast. On Our Way is a community that is focused on helping young entrepreneurs and side hustlers, or however you want to say it, to connect with one another and to find happiness in helping one another as opposed to bringing each other down. This is a community for people that haven't quite arrived to their high standards or expectations or to their end objectives, and that's okay. There need to be more people talking about what it's like to be on the journey as opposed to what's at the end of the journey, and our hope is that this community will bring those people together. I'm your host, Blake Emmel. I, as well, am on my way. I have not arrived to where I would like to be, and I hope that I never do. I am just a young entrepreneur, a young side hustler that is trying to connect people and learn as much as I possibly can. On this first episode, our topic today is going to be envious people and the comparison mentality that exists in the world today that's rampant in our society. What is with the comparison mentality in the world right now? Can somebody explain this to me? It seems like Almost everybody has moments where we have to compare ourselves with other people. We want to feel important compared to other people or to other people. And we're never quite satisfied with ourselves. But why is that? Why do we have to constantly be comparing to other people? And what does this have to do with being a young entrepreneur? I... I'm currently reading and rereading um, books about self-improvement. I'm always reading, whether it's Covey or Tony Robbins or Tim Ferriss. Um, right now I'm reading a book by Clayton Christensen called How Will You Measure Your Life? A very famous book. And he does not offer quick fixes, but rather he encourages people to learn how to think. To how to create hypotheses and theories and to test them, encourages them to test them and see if, if they work, if they're real. And if not, to go back to the research and drawing board and, and continue on that path. And that way, we learn what's really important. We learn what, what we value without quick fixes because quick fixes aren't really ever the answer. And I decided that I wanted to start theorizing about the comparison mentality, why there are so many envious people that feel the need to compare with one another. And everybody is guilty of this at one point or another. There are no examples of perfection here. And I just want to offer a few theories as to what's going on here and why comparing ourselves is toxic and utterly useless. So going along with Clayton Christensen, he's a professor at Harvard a researcher, renowned writer, and he begs the question in the title of his book, How Will You Measure Your Life? Emphasis on you and your, not how will you measure Bob's life? How will Jessica value or measure your life? That's not the question that he poses. It's about us inwardly. What are we doing to measure our own lives, to compare with our standards as opposed to another's? My theory at first here is that comparison accomplishes absolutely nothing for any party involved. 
And I got to thinking of a common parable of a person that exits every morning to go to work. Um, newspaper is on, maybe that's a little outdated, the newspaper, but um, they see the neighbor to the left greet them and say hello. And you notice that your neighbor has three brand new cars, a well-trimmed lawn that's emerald green, a beautiful dog. The house is bigger than your house. Everything seems to be going well for the neighbor. And I think we've all kind of seen something similar. And I got to thinking, why is this comparison so common? And why does it actually happen? What, what is actually being accomplished as a result of this comparison? So if we look at the, through the viewpoint of the neighbor, is that neighbor going to reciprocate the, the person's jealousy about the cars, about the lawn? Is that neighbor even going to give a morsel of thought about what the other person has? Is, he, is the neighbor going to wish that he had everything that his neighbor had? Probably not. And on the flip side, the envier, the comparer, is this person going to feel any better about his or her situation because they wish they had something different? Of course not. In no scenario will that person look at a neighbor and being jealous of the neighbor will make them feel better. That's illogical. But why do we do it? Who on earth is actually benefiting from this transaction? Comparisons with others are a complete fool's errand. The comparer never resolves any issues with their own life, and the comparee doesn't think twice about the comparer, and so there's not even a satisfaction of returned envy. There's no benefit. Nobody is, is considering any kind of beneficial result there. Every human being is on a different trajectory, and that's common sense. Just because you were born into the family that you have and have the friends you have doesn't mean that your end goals will align with theirs. Do you really think that your brother or sister wants exactly the same final outcome to their life as you want for yours? No, of course not. What about your parents, the people that you likely look up to more than anybody else? Do you want exactly what they have? No, you have your own ideals and values that you want to employ in your life. And you have those objectives that you hope to accomplish. And they could be similar or they could be completely different. But they will never be exactly the same. So even if they're in the same realm, there's a 0% chance that your objectives will align perfectly with any other human beings. Which begs the question, isn't the basis of all comparison that there's a common control or foundation present between two variables? If I want to compare X with Y, don't they have to be on the same graph and presenting similar related information? And any analysis that's done between those two variables, can't they determine differences that may exist past that foundation and identify other results, other characteristics? Well, when I'm comparing myself to my wife, for example, as similar as we may be in certain aspects, 
can any real data be extracted from that relationship from me comparing myself to her? Of course not. We're not on the same graph. As similar as we are, we're on a different graph. We, we can't be on the same plane because we're two different people, which means that our endpoints, while they may look similar on graphs next to each other, are not on the same exact plane. So my goals and hers are similar, but our foundations are slightly different. And that renders us ineligible from a true comparison. So knowing this, why on earth do we still do it? If there's nothing to be gained, if no one will reciprocate, if we know that these variables are not even comparable to begin with, why do I compare myself to Tim Ferriss, even though he's a multimillionaire and I have a 2012 Volkswagen Jetta? If I compare myself to Tim Ferriss, I will probably become depressed and feel the woe is me mentality because I haven't accomplished what he has accomplished. And I won't because I might accomplish even more, but it will be different. And it doesn't matter if it's more or less because it will be my success. That's what's important. But just because he has accomplished something does not at all mean that I cannot do that as well. Which leads me to the fact that success is erroneously labeled as a zero-sum game. It's absolutely not that. To simplify what I mean by this, most of the world has a mindset that if person X has similar, similar, shares similarities with me, makes a lot of money in my own field, my same field, let's say I'm in marketing, then that person is a threat to me. And now if that person receives a promotion or receives more money or comes up with a better idea than me, there's probably less room at the top now for me because that person stole my spot. But there are no spots. That's not really how it works. It's easy to process information this way and think that person X is taking the market, the money, the clients away from me. But does it really mean that I've missed out on anything? So I'd ask you to consider a parable with me, if you will. Um, a man named Tim is up for a promotion as a manager. He thinks that he has all the communication and managerial skills to take the team in a different direction, to really ramp up their efforts and provide success that the company has yet to see. Another employee named Brittany also goes for the promotion and she has different traits. She's more relaxed, she's more timid, she has more experience with the company, but she's not as much of a leader as maybe you would think, the classic extroverted leader. She's more introverted, but has more experience and is calmer, a little less full of themselves, maybe, if you will. The two interview for this position as a manager with the upper management team, and after some consideration, uh, decisions made to go with Brittany, the introvert. Now, Tim is flabbergasted because he felt that he was the clear answer for the job and that nobody else could even compare with him, that he was a gift to the world, right? Well, how would you react if you were Tim, even if you were an introvert and you were fairly selfless? Chances are you'd probably react poorly just because... This seems like a clear instance where it's a zero-sum situation. Brittany got the job. You didn't get the job. 
Brittany got a raise, you didn't get a raise. Brittany gets the praise and title and glory of being a manager. And you're, you are still a specialist. You're, you're not there yet. She took that from you. It seems like something's been taken from you. In reality, it's our attitude that shapes whether or not we're going to have a negative or a positive experience in regards to these situations. As all of you undoubtedly have, I have experienced many situations in the past just like this. I am very confident in myself and in my abilities, but I've been passed on for a promotion. And I've been in situations where I wasn't even considered and thought that I should be a top candidate. And in the, these moments, it seemed devastating. It seemed like I could not recuperate from it, that something had been stolen from me and that my success was postponed, that I'd been kicked off the path that I wanted to be on. But now looking back, I can have some hindsight and see that if I had received certain of those positions, I would probably still be there because stability and comfort is hard to pass up on. If I had received those positions or any one of them, I may not have pushed myself to improve or be ready for the next opportunity. I may not have wanted the next opportunity. I might have just been content staying exactly where I was. The point being that all experiences give us a clear choice. Are we going to compare with others and choose to be negative if success doesn't come as we want it, when we want it? Or will we just be humble and accept our faults, our weaknesses, also our strengths, and encourage ourselves and others to keep reaching towards specific goals. Which path are we going to choose, negativity or positivity? And positivity is by far the harder road, the higher road. But in the long run, it's actually the easier road. Because positivity will never lead to quitting. Now, that doesn't mean that positivity will always lead to me becoming a billionaire. I may be positive about my work life and my habits and my personal life throughout my entire, the entire duration of my life. And I might be middle class forever. But that's not really what's important as long as I'm okay with me. I don't have to compare with others. Why can't we just be happy for one another? Why can't we just enjoy when neighbor Bob has a new car because he worked really hard or when Brittany gets the job because she had more experience and was viewed as a more qualified candidate and will likely provide really good results for that company. Why can't we find ways to just be happy? I mean, why do we have to find ways to be happy to begin with? Why is this not intrinsic in our nature? That's ultimately the question that I want answers for. And I would love to hear what anyone has to say about this. Why can't we be happy for one another? Why does this comparison mentality exist among envious people? Why are we all envious people? And what can be done? Why would I want my peers to do worse than me? Why would I want everybody to be on a lower plane than me? What good does that do me? It removes motivation, it removes humility, 
and just stacks on selfishness and pride and ultimately will likely lead to me becoming somebody that no one wants to be around. I'm confident that my life will not be dampened or ruined by seeing my friends, my family succeed. And I hope that all of us succeed in whatever that may be. And that comes in a lot of different forms. Being an entrepreneur is not about starting a drop shipping company. It's not about doing a startup, um, getting funding from a hedge fund and creating a new groundbreaking app. That's not what it really means. A uh, side hustle, being a young entrepreneur, what it means to me is what goal do you want to accomplish? What are your hobbies, the things that you really love doing? What makes you happy? What would get you up early in the morning and keep you up late at night just because you want to be working on that thing to the point where it doesn't feel like work. It feels like a pleasure. What is that thing? And being an entrepreneur is just identifying that thing and having the resolve to try to make it happen. And sometimes it doesn't happen and we keep going, but we shouldn't start just because we want to make money, just because we want to make a product that people will think is the next big thing. It's about more than that. It's about finding meaning for oneself. I have friends that are artists, they're music musicians, writers, teachers, uh, marketers, business people, managers, you know, language teachers, you name it. I've got a lot of friends that do a lot of different things. Maybe you wouldn't think of a teacher as an entrepreneur, but there can be game-changing teachers. There can be game-changing writers, game-changing artists that are doing this thing because they're passionate about it and they're doing something differently. And if my artist friend paints the next Mona Lisa, does that mean that my life's over? No, I'm not an artist. I'm not trying to paint the next Mona Lisa. So if she is, well, I sure hope my life's not over because that would be illogical. And all of this toxic comparison is illogical. And I hope that some of this theory can prove true to you, to me, and that it we can just realize that comparison doesn't really produce anything for any party involved. If my artist friend does paint the next Mona Lisa, then great. That's awesome, because now I know somebody that's influential that I can look up to, that I can use as a resource, that I can use as a guide. I can be humble and, and rely on them a little bit and their advice, learn about their journey that can promote me in a, in a good direction. Even if I'm not an artist and what I want to do is more in technology, that's great. And obviously, it's not a zero-sum game. That doesn't affect me. It only should make me happy. With that all said, I hope that everybody who listened to this all the way through will become a billionaire. Wish you all the best of luck. I, I hope that whatever it is, whether you want to be rich, famous, travel the world, be a nomad, whether you want to be a freelancer or an artist or a veterinarian or a doctor or a carpenter or whatever you may be passionate about, I hope that you will find success in it. 
and I hope you'll let us know about it so we can be happy for you and promote you and let people know that we're proud of you. That's all that we have for today. This has been the first episode, the inaugural episode of the On Our Way podcast. It's been a pleasure talking today. I apologize if um, I'm not as polished as I should be. I'll get there. But again, this is all about vulnerability, humility, and I'm just happy to be doing this. I'm doing this because this is what I love researching. It's what I love talking about, writing about. And I just want to connect with amazing people that have dreams and maybe don't quite know how to get there. And let's help each other get there. That's all I have for you. That's the end. This podcast was brought to you by no one and nothing because we don't have any advertisers yet. So have a great day and we will talk to you soon.